man didn't smell right. It was more than just the mess Bob had cleaned up. Despite his baggy uniform, the man appeared to be in great shape. Even lying on the ground, moaning in pain, Vic was sure the man could get up and kill Vic without so much as a thought. Good thing he told Muffin to be on the ready should something go wrong. Where am I? The man's voice was strained as he struggled to stand up without success. Vic handed the man a glass of water. Drink this. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Chancing a look through the airlocks, he could see the two guards hadn't moved. Vic had worried that something bad might happen. Just thinking of a blob reaching into the ship and pulling him out didn't do his mind any good. He'd seen how that had turned out in the movies and wasn't about to touch these things, not until he knew they were as harmless as a jello mold anyway. The soldier drank the water greedily, spilling a lot of it on the floor. At least his arrival had a little more dignity than when Joey had come on board. He wondered if being a soldier, this man would take the news any better. He rolled onto his back and took several long, deep breaths. I don't know what just happened, but that was unlike anything I've ever experienced. The soldier's name tag read Who. A simple enough name. What's your name, soldier? Vic asked, just to see if Who's mind had remained intact through the transfer. Private First Class Who. PFC Louis Who. Everyone calls me Lou. Who are you? I'm Vic, and you're a long way from home. That's all I can tell you right now, at least until you're feeling a little better. How's the head? Can I get you something? I can get him something, Vic. What else might the guards need? Bob rolled a little too close. Lou started to scramble backwards, but his arms didn't function well enough to move his body, and he more struggled than moved. Vic almost laughed. Lou, this is Bob, and as you'll quickly realize, you ain't in Kansas anymore. I've never been to Kansas. I was in San Diego. What is that thing? It's not going to hurt me, is it? I've never hurt anyone. Bob rattled his claws together and started to move back. As I said, this is Bob, and he's an artificial life form. He's a robot, but with a brain that functions almost as well as yours or mine. Did the army build that? Lou rested on one arm, then the other, then just laid back down on the deck. Bob, go get our new shipmate a pillow. Take your time. The robot rolled away with a couple of pauses to look back. Vic had never explained to Bob where June and Joey had come from. It just never seemed to come up in conversation. Now it was time to explain to this fellow just where he was. Lou, what do you remember happening? Did my mother send you? Mother? Is that some kind of code word? No, I was working in a facility with this machine. I was supposed to be guarding it. We were goofing around and one of the guys opened it up. As a joke, he pushed me in. I tried to get out, but the door closed. What was that thing? Vic should have known that the military would end up with his father's invention at some point. If only it worked in the opposite direction, then perhaps he'd be able to put an end to people showing up. He had hoped it was still with his mom. Perhaps getting news that his mom was all right would have made the loss of his father less painful. Lou, I've got some shocking news for you. Are you sure you're ready for this? I'm a soldier. I'm trained to handle anything. Well, you didn't look so well when you showed up here, and you didn't react so well to a robot talking to you either. Either way, I'm going to have to give you some unsettling news. The two people that came here before you did had a hard time with the news I'm about to give you. Lou closed his eyes and gritted his teeth. Give it to me. Seeing him wince almost made Vic laugh again. Lou looked as if he was getting ready to take a punch, which in a way he was. You're thousands of light years away from Earth and thousands of years in the future. You're on the spaceship Acid Rat. Lou Hu started to laugh. 
not just a little laugh, but a hearty laugh, like he'd heard the best joke ever. Oh, that's a good one. What do the guys back on the base do? Give me a little laughing gas and drag me into some movie set? Oh, this is rich. Vic slapped Lou. This isn't a joke. You're on my ship. Everyone you knew back on Earth has been dead for longer than you can imagine. I was about to go and save my friends, but you showed up. Do you get my point? That thing you entered was built by my father. It teleports people out into space. Lou had a hard time getting a hold of his laughter. Vic just stared at the soldier until he finally realized this was not some sort of elaborate joke. That's... that's not possible. Nothing like that exists. I came here from the 70s. June from the 80s. Joey from somewhere in the 2000s. I need to ask him more about that when he comes back. But this thing sent you into space from whatever time you came from, and now you're a long way from home with no way to get back. I need to go find my friends, including two that aren't human. If you can't handle what's happening with the robot, I suggest you stay here. Lou fought for his way into a sitting position. It was 2012. I was supposed to go on leave next month to see my folks back in Michigan. I have to go home. I can't stay here. What will my folks think? Look, Lou, as much as I'm having a great time talking with you, I'm wasting time that I could spend finding my friends. We will have to deal with this later. Vic stood up and looked back toward the airlock. He needed to get past those guards. Maybe it'd be easier just to allow them to capture him and then probably take him to the rest. Then they'd have to figure out how to escape. Don't leave me here with that thing. You don't understand. Let me go with you. I can help. You can't even stand up. All you're going to do is slow me down. Lou surprised Vic by struggling to his feet. Unlike June and Joey, this guy was recovering far quicker. It would still be far too long to wait for him to get up to speed. Vic had to go. I appreciate your desire to go with me, but the answer is still no. I've been through what you've been through, and I've seen a couple of other people go through it as well. You'll be disoriented for a while. Just sit back down, Bob will show you the lounge, grab a beer, and try to come to terms with the situation. Lou grabbed onto Vic, and would have fallen to the deck if he hadn't. No! Don't leave me! Please! That thing scares me! What's out there isn't much better, pal. Trust me. I don't even want to go out there. If my friends weren't out there, I'd just kick back in here and enjoy beer and smoke with you. That's not going to happen, and you're not going with me. Vic tried to turn and leave, but Lou's hands clung tightly. Once again, the soldier's eyes widened, and he lost his lunch. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. Bob, come down here and take care of this. Look, I'd love to give you a tour of the ship, but your timing sucks. Find somewhere to sit down, and we'll figure this out in a minute or two. It took Vic all of five minutes to change into a matching set of clothes. He liked his outfit, and he wasn't about to change it now. Muffin, how are things going out there? What do you mean, Victor? Where'd that voice come from? Vic spun around to see Lou fighting his way to the top of the ladder. Sweat poured down his face. Based on how poorly Lou had responded to Bob, he was certain Muffin would present a whole new set of challenges. No sentence in lying to the man. That's the ship. It has an onboard computer. You mean, like Star Trek? That's cool. Lou finished climbing the ladder and sat on the top. Wait, you mean Star Trek is still on the air? Oh, in reruns, and there's lots of fan videos on the internet. It's bigger than it's ever been. I went to a con and I got William Shatner's signature. He was sitting right next to Will Wheaton. It was so cool. I was. I don't care about your inner wheat, whatever. I don't have time. 
If you're not scared of a talking chip, then you shouldn't be afraid of a talking robot. Bob will take care of you. I'm glad you were able to make it up here. That's the lounge. Vic pointed to his left. Go in there. Sit. Relax. That's an order. I'm afraid I can't do that. I'm a good tracker. You need me with you. I'll make sure we get back to the ship. I'm good in a firefight. Just don't leave me alone with... Fine. Fine. I'll take you with me. First things first. I know you're scared. If you're coming with me, you'll have to do a better job of realizing that what we're going to see is nothing like what you're used to. It's not even the same world like Earth. You're going to see things that will make you want to stop and look around. If you want to stay alive, you'll need to listen to me. I stop, you stop. I go, you go. No questions. Understand? Lou lit up and smiled from ear to ear. Without asking, he started to make his way down the ladder. Vic knew he was going to regret being so nice. He should have just had Muffin put the soldier in stasis. It would have been so much easier. Muffin, what's going on out there? Is the coast clear? Victor, we're not near any bodies of water, large or small. The only change out there has been the arrival of another ship. Another ship? Who's here? The call sign tells me the ship is the Apprehension Junior. So the good sheriff and his son had managed to get themselves caught as well. Did he think this was the best way to capture them? Did he know these giant blobs? No, that didn't make any sense. He must have followed them into the hole. But the Apprehension Junior? That must be a smaller version of the Apprehension. Vic scurried down the ladder. He'd given Lou long enough to get out of the way. He had to go see what was going on outside. This sheriff had chased him halfway across the galaxy, almost literally, and he wanted to see the man with that much determination. Lou followed Vic over to the airlock. Sure enough, the same vehicle that had towed the acid rat into the hangar now towed a blue and gold ship that looked like a miniature space cruiser behind the massive towing vehicle. It came to a stop. Wait a minute. These are spaceships? Like in outer space? They really fly? Lou, keep your voice down. There are two guards just outside the airlock. Lou stuck his head further into the airlock. I don't see anyone. Where are they? Vic didn't want to have to explain the giant blobs, and it turned out he didn't have to. A massive eye appeared in the airlock, and a blob tentacle reached in and snatched Lou. Before Vic had a chance to turn away from the airlock, another tentacle reached in and pulled him out. You've been listening to Hollow, V&A Shipping, Book 2, written and read by J.R. Murdoch. For more information about this production and its author, visit jrmurdoch.com. There are a lot of ways you can choose to spend your time. Thank you for choosing to spend it with me.